Hello and welcome to the Caring for Fano daily podcast. I'm your host Varun Bharadwaj and this is day 19 of the New Zealand lockdown. Today we take a deep dive into a field called science and technology studies. One of the great thinkers in this field is Bruno Latour. We hear from Bruno Latour and as his companions in this conversation which we have created for you today, we bring on Mark Zuckerberg and Yuval Noah Harari. Most of you will be familiar with Mark Zuckerberg. He represents a field of technology which is emerging as a powerful source of inspiration and at the same time cause for concern. Yuval Noah Harari is, for those of you who haven't heard of him, an author who writes about history and increasingly also about the future. And so these three authors would be good solace in the lockdown. Where should we start here? And I think one of the big topics that we've talked about is around um, you know, this dualism around whether uh, with all of the technology and progress that has been made, um, are, are people coming together and are we becoming more unified? If you look at the, at the long span of history, then it's obvious that humanity is becoming more and more connected. When the entire world for the first time is a single historical, economic and, and cultural unit. We know that people have different views about society and politics, this is not surprising. But for the first time someone explicitly said in our government in the United States of America there is no climatic transformation whatsoever and you of the rest of the world can uh, get lost. When I was going through my recordings of these well some of them are entrepreneurs some of them are authors some of them are historians when I was going through my recordings of these speakers today I wanted to start with a glimpse of their worldview. And in this audio you just heard, what Mark Zuckerberg is putting forward is the idea that Facebook connects the world. Yuval Noah Harari is cautioning him and saying that we don't necessarily, well, at the moment, he hasn't said this yet, but he leads up to this point where we don't necessarily get more harmony with more connection. Connection can actually lead to conflict. And what Bruno Latour is pointing out is that for some reason or the other, now there is no more reason for us to believe that we are on a progressive movement towards modernization when we have leaders such as Donald Trump in the world. Um, the same level of denial that existed for the climate existed for COVID-19 before it spread like wildfire. Connecting people can lead to a lot of conflicts. Well, the first thing is that progress is gone as, as a concept because now progress precisely was a 19th and 20th century idea of technical uh, access to resources through invention disrupting older 
pattern of uh, use of the earth and uh, whose after effect could be ignored. I wonder what cost the world will pay for being so connected. I know the world being connected is a good thing because we can know what's happening in India. But what is the cost of that connection? What is the benefit of that connection? I wonder because at this time when the countries of the world know each other more than ever before in real time, the trend seems to be as a response to COVID-19 to shut off our borders, to look after our own people first, and so on. And so the point being made by Bruno Latour is that there is no um, accountability when it comes to the consequences of science and technology. There is no sense of there will be a better world. We cannot say that we, you know, anymore. How to make sense of this world which is more connected than ever, but at the same time is building more walls than ever before? In the 21st century, in order to address the biggest opportunities and challenges that humanity has, right? So I think it's both opportunities, spreading prosperity, spreading peace, um, scientific progress, um, as well as some of the big challenges, right? Addressing climate change, um, making sure that, um, you know, on the flip side, that diseases don't spread and there aren't epidemics and, and things like that. We, we really need to be able to come together um, and, and have the world be more connected. In order to get into technique, you need to change the way you appraise it. And this is a very important aspect. The, the, the way to appraise the technique has itself to be adjusted to what I say, which is when you study a technique and it's the difficulty of its innovation and the reason why it works or doesn't work, you have to uh, bring to the study of it special uh, type of senses, special type of principles which are not the one you would use uh, easily um, for uh, normal economical theory, for example. The reason is that precisely when a technique arrives, it just shifts. It would be easy at this point to start a rant about the state of the world. However, what Bruno Latour is encouraging us to think about is what kind of approach is needed to study what is actually going on. Because, yes, it is obvious that despite being more medically advanced and more connected to each other's needs in real time, the nations of the world have chosen not to be in harmony with each other for the uh, you know better or the worse only time will tell the message from Bruno Latour here is that the way in which we study the situation 
impacts greatly on how the situation evolves. If something is happening inside a room and we are to enter into that room, it changes what is happening in the room. I say all the way to the 1980s, at least 19th and 20th century, were driven uh, with this idea that uh, Ulrich Beck, as the French, the German sociologist, has, has nicely uh, uh, called indifference to after effect. So it was much easier to innovate in the 19th and 20th century because basically you were finding new solutions to disrupt the state of the art at one given moment. You knew you had to uh, take care of some of the after effect, but the big after effect, the long term after effect, was completely out of your uh, ecosystem precisely. But at the same time, that only works if um, if we as, as individuals have our economic and, um, and social and, and spiritual needs met. Uh, but another way to think about it is in terms of uh, personalization. I'm not really an athlete, so why did I play um, Little League when you know, my real passion was programming computers? What if Mark Zuckerberg, being from a well-off family, a rich background, simply doesn't see that most of the people in the world, even now, do not have an email account. And even if he does acknowledge this point, it is only as a problem to be solved. And the solution of the problem, according to Mark Zuckerberg, is personalization. But what good is personalization when the very natural resources on which I depend for my very survival have been put into jeopardy by the very companies who advertise through Google and Facebook? Recently, to experiment, I downloaded the Custodio self-monitoring software on three of my devices and blocked Google and Facebook and a host of other websites from my device basically and what I found was if you don't have Google you basically cannot use most of the websites out there in other words the map has become the territory and now what's happening is that the after effect are all coming back to uh, haunt, so to speak, every single piece of technology, uh, including this machine, which I'm sure this lighting system there, we will be told soon that it's bad for the eyes, that it has the wrong uh, wavelength, uh, or that it's made by uh, uh, material which is actually destroying a uh, large part of Africa, etc. Et you know, when I was growing up, um, you know, one of the big things that I think that the internet enables is, is for people to um, connect with groups of people who, who share their real uh, values. But the bigger challenge that I worry about is whether there are a number of people who are just left behind in the transition um, 
or that they haven't really been able to find um, a, a community mm -hmm. uh, of people who they're who they're interested in. And as the world has progressed, um, you know, I think a lot of people feel feel lost in that way, and that that probably contributes to some of the the feelings. That that would be my my hypothesis, at least. I mean, that's the social version of it. There's also the economic version around globalization, which I yes. think is as important. But 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 I'm curious to what what you what you think about that. The the ability of people to just escape yeah. things they don't like in online communities, but you can't do it in, in real offline communities. I mean, you can unfriend your Facebook friends, mm -hmm. but you can't unneighbor your neighbors. You must learn how to get along with people you don't like, maybe. The, the most meaningful online communities that we see are ones that span online and offline. Bruno Latour is making us aware of the need to build externalities or consequences of a technology that are born by somebody else or tolerated or that impact somebody else other than the intended uh, recipient of the technology um, should be taken into consideration at the time of developing a technology and when this definition of um, externality or adverse effects apply to uh, Google and Facebook and the likes the response tends to be what Mark Zuckerberg is putting forward here and that is people have been left out of participating in the public sphere around the world their voices have not been heard they need a place to tell their story now I'm a big fan of storytelling however my problem with the current approach that Facebook seems to be taking is they're basically pimping out people's stories for profit include man as part or, or partner in a very democratic entity what could it mean definition of what is innovation and not innovation. So you have people who consider that, uh, I don't know, permaculture is, is, is a progress. So it's progressive compared to uh, other form of modernist agriculture, which themselves are considered as archaic now. So the whole, the whole uh, systems of technology is going to, to change. And anyway, it will change very fast when it will be pushed by uh, the uh, extraordinary uh, uh, quick expansion of the ecological uh, catastrophe. So, uh, if the if engineers, uh, schools, uh, companies, uh, citizens are not able to absorb that shift, uh, the consequence will be hard, harsh. You cannot answer this question of um, the ethics of techniques, if you want, or morality of techniques, without being able to describe and define a selection mechanism which allows you to see if it's good or bad. Before, in the 19th and 20th imaginary of the technique, basically good meant progressive and bad means regressive. So that you could actually order the techniques by this uh, this uh, sort of uh, 
positioning. And not just, you know, cyber walls or firewalls, building stone walls. Like the most stone age technology is suddenly the most advanced technology. What if we are simply too busy trying to have a voice in all the wrong conversations? What if the real conversation which matters right now at this moment in history is the conversation between people and nature? And instead, we for some reason or the other are drawn to glittering technology that puts our face on some sort of a book that appears magically in front of the eyes of somebody who we think would be good to share our story with. Again, I'm not saying that connection is not important. However, is it possible that by yielding to the lure of this sort of connection which doesn't really seem to help in a crisis situation like COVID-19 because of this type of connection because we get lured by this we are missing out on an even more important opportunity to connect with nature so you know, it's quite obvious that there will be jobs in the future, mm -hmm. but will they be evenly distributed between different parts of the world? Uh, one of the potential results of the AI revolution could be the concentration of immense wealth in some parts of the world and the complete bankrupt bankruptcy of, of other parts. There will be lots of new jobs for software engineers in California, but there will be maybe no jobs for textile workers and truck drivers in Honduras and Mexico? I, I think that the incentives are more aligned towards a good outcome mm -hmm. than a lot of um, critics might say. And, and my argument is that our political importance is largely due to the philosophical difficulty we have in understanding what sort of agent we are. The, the life is not in an environment, life is producing its own environment and life is what has actually made this environment possible. Now no one would say, I'm a body, I have a body, you would say, I have my body, so many, so many cells, plus all of my microbes, and we evolve together happily. What is absolutely crucial about Gaia is to understand that these two revolutions, in, in conceptual revolution, are of course the same one. I have recently asked people that I love what they are made of and what is their agency in the situation we have with COVID-19 around the world. Their response overwhelmingly tends to be that, first of all, I don't know who I am. I might be biological, chemical, intellectual, spiritual, emotional, all bundled up into one. But I don't know for sure. And secondly, my agency is basically dependent on what everybody else does. If people start to wear masks, I'll start to wear masks and the rest of it. My question 
to you right now is what if we are not just the result of our environment? As Bruno Latour is suggesting, what if we are assemblies of nature and the creators of nature? Today, we took a deep dive into the field of science and technology studies as glimpsed through some of the works of Bruno Latour, famous French anthropologist and science and technology expert. We also had in the conversation Yuval Noah Harari, who is a historian, and Mark Zuckerberg, an entrepreneur from the tech industry in the Silicon Valley. What we got out of their conversation today was that despite the dire state of the world, each individual has the potential to rise to the need of the hour and figure out what is going on and how to turn the situation around. I'm your host Varun Paradwaj and I will see you tomorrow. This podcast was brought to you by Caring for Fano.